but I, I almost sent this verse out last week and didn't do it. Um, it says that the kingdom of God does not consist in words only, but in power. And some of you know this, but I put a tattoo on my right hand, and it says, his power, not mine. And there's been like these like lessons, repetitive lessons that I've had to learn over the years that, man, life sucks when, when it's not empowered by God. Like when I'm trying to do things in my own strength, it's just not fun. It's not good. It doesn't matter what it was. A lot of, um, a lot of this had to do when I was dealing with addictions when I was younger. Like there were certain things that I could not stop on my own, and I needed his power to break the chains of addiction. There were other things that came along later in life that had to do with business or family where I was just trying and trying and trying to do things, and, and it wasn't working. And then all of a sudden, I just totally yielded it to God, and then like very quickly it just worked. And it's because his power came along. So, you know, when we sit in here, we gather in here, we worship, we listen, we do these kinds of things. The goal is truly that the Spirit of God moves among us. And uh, I was grateful that Quincy opted this morning. She's like, hey, I want to take the kids this morning. I'm like, good, because I want to talk about demons. I'm not really going to too much. But there's a, there's a reality that I think it's important that we remember. I think we live in what's called like a rose-colored glasses world where like everything looks good, you know, like we're Americans. And in this thing, it's called the Bible, um, talks a lot about the oppositions that we face and the struggles that we have. And from a really young age, like I'm actually stoked that you guys decided to stay in here and not go hang out with Quinn. Um, from a really young age, there's like, especially when you get to around the age of 10, 11, 12, right? You start to like have things form in your life, like your opinions and your decisions and all those things start to kind of be your, like be your own. They're not your parents anymore. Like they're your choices. And then when we make choices, the byproduct is like either good accompanies us or not good accompanies us. And I can tell you I've been on both sides of that world. And so the Bible talks real, real clearly about how we have power as believers, like actual power. And I think that we kind of live in a society, at least normally, where it just seems like Christians don't live with power. They just kind of live as Christians. You know, they're just not living with the power of Christ. That's like, because if we did, then when, when let's say somebody who was sick or somebody who had that, that force that was actually, you know, not the good side, but the dark side that's kind of attached to them, when they come into the presence of God, which should be on your life, right, and power, they don't like it. And all of a sudden, it's like, I don't want to be around that person, right? And, and now what happens is it says that even, even demons begin to, like, manifest. They begin to go, like, I don't, and, and weird things kind of start to happen, right? I know it's like, wow, I just stepped in here. It's like, what's this guy talking about today? It's really imperative, like, um, actually, it's funny that Joey's here this morning. Sorry, I put him on blast. Um, but Joey, I was listening to some of his raps, actually. 
um, just this last week. So I was going back through some stuff from a couple years ago, and some of what he talked about in some of the music that Eric recorded for him was how deep the darkness was that he walked through and some of the stuff that he had to experience with people around him in this community, right? And it was like really, really tough stuff, like a lot of drugs and a lot of sex and a lot of stuff that was like, ah. And what that does is it creates these attachments. And those attachments, they're demons. I'm just being real, right? They're like, wow, I really probably ought to attend a Baptist church today. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) I'm not trying to knock Baptists, but I'm just saying, we're talking about stuff that's real. Like, this is real. And I don't want a powerless church. So, um, that means when people show up here, we're going to bring real, and we're going to see real. (laughs) It's totally fine. It's probably God calling. So, I'm welcoming that moment, and I'm trying to prepare you guys. That's why I'm talking like I'm talking. (laughs) Is anybody hear the ringing going on in here? A lot high pitch ringing, or is it just my 41-year-old ears? (laughs) He's like, my ears are always ringing. So, anyway, I I wanted to throw that out because um, I played this game. I've done this church thing for 20 years. And not really into just playing the game. Um, what I really am into is seeing the Lord move. And, um, and I know, like I'm talking to people that I, I could individually, for the most part, I know a lot of you really well. And um, what God wants to do is he wants to do a movement um, that's never been seen before. Never. I want you to think about this. We're living, and I know it's a little weird, but we're living toward the latter times. The further that the life goes on, the more that things like this, you know, are, we're getting closer and closer, you know, to things getting harder and harder, even in America. And so we need God's power. And when that happens, it's going to be a really good thing. It's going to be like, wow, that just happened. We were in a time singing, and all of a sudden... Um, Sorry, I, this isn't even the talk that I was going to give you this morning, so I'm totally going down a different road. I was telling Quinn this morning, or yesterday morning, um, she was asking a bunch of different random questions, and something came up about demons. And I said, you know, one time, sis, I was doing this, this uh, funeral at the park. Kernville Park. And at the funeral, there was about 200 people, and everybody was smoking weed and drinking 40s. 40s are like 40 ounces of beer, um, in case you didn't know that. So this wasn't your typical funeral that would happen like in here, right? This was at the park. The dude was actually killed by a stabbing through a fight, right? And so now, now I'm speaking real. I'm, I'm looking around and I'm talking to mostly people who have like, you know, we don't live in like the depth of some of this stuff. But all around this town, that's what's going on. That's actually what's going on. And so I'm at this funeral and every time I would say Jesus, didn't matter. I'd be like, ah, you know, something. And then Jesus said, there'd be a group 
of women in the back corner that would scream at the top of their lungs. And it was like, well, that's weird. And then it happened again. And then it happened a third time. And on the fourth time, it was like God just like smacked me. And I don't even know how I did this. It, I didn't even mean to really. It was like the Lord literally came on me. And I, I looked back and I said, hey, you ladies back there in the name of Jesus, shut your mouths. And everybody kind of looked. It wasn't even like it was weird. And they didn't say another word for the entire time. Not another word. As soon as it was over, I grabbed my, my bio, I closed it, and I walked right up, and I said, hi, how are you guys doing? And they were like, and I said, anybody here want to know who Jesus is? And they were like, uh, no. I'm like, well, okay, if you ever do, I want to tell you, years later, many of those ladies have been delivered and saved. Many of them. I'm not, that isn't, that's the truth. That actually happened. The ringleader of those ladies many times has come to me and said, thank you so much for speaking straight to us. I'm telling you, I'm talking to a room of pr pretty much like solid believers here. That's why I'm trying to prepare you. Right? There's going to come a moment when we're up here singing, hallelujah, your love saves me, and somebody's going to go berserk. And I want you to be ready because what your job's going to be is going to be to pray for people. Your job's going to be to help people. Your job's going to be to break the spirit that comes against people. You're like, wow, I, I didn't realize I was stepping into this today. This wasn't my talk, I promise. This is, this is a tough subject for me to say, but addictions of all types, spirits accompany those. So we have to be ready. I'm trying to get you ready for when you walk down the street, when you go into the grocery store, when you do what it is that you're doing, wherever it is that you're doing it, you want to see God moving. You want to, and you need to be equipped for it, right? Now you guys ready for the sermon? All right, I'm going to spit it in like 10 minutes. Practical is really important to me. So I've got this planner right in front of me, and there's, at the top of the planner, it always says, um, it says scripture, right at the very top, and then right below it, it says, what is God saying? And then right below that, it says, what will I do about that? Like, what God's saying? And then right below that, it says, what am I grateful for? Right? So there's a process that I walk through every single day. And genuinely, almost every single day, I'll walk this process out, programming my mind to listen to the scripture and try to figure out what God's speaking to Neil so that I can actually do something about it and walk in gratitude every single day. So I started thinking, like, I'll, I'll do these little talks, and when I do them, I, you know, I'll walk us through a little process, but I don't give you the practicals of how I arrive at that every single time. And after 20 years, it's a formula to me. It just is. So I'm going to open, I was going to print this. I've written it down here. A lot of my deal is I'll get up in the morning and I will open the word, see what he has to say to me. I'll highlight something. I'll write that verse down. Boom, write it down, right? 
Soon as I do that, I go to, what does that actually mean to me? And I'll begin to jot that thought down. Very important. I would say this is the most game-changing thing that any one of us can do in our practical life of following Jesus. It's the most, I don't even care how old you are. Like I said, Quincy's been committed to it. She has. I'm trying to encourage you guys as young ones, get committed to this. It's better now than later. So I'm just going to read through a little bit. Um, Eric, I know I had you put in some love scriptures, but I feel like the Lord audibled me, so just thank you for putting those in. I might get to them. All right. So the title of what we're going to talk about today is about, it's about, it's called Build Up. Say Build Up. Oh, that was pretty good. Now we're starting to go. All right. So 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 26, it says, let all things be done for edification. Say edification. Okay, edification to be edified means to be built up. That's what it means, to build up, right? So there's a word in the Greek, it's called oikiodome. Yeah, that was funny. I knew I'd get somebody on that one. Oikiodome, like a, like a dome, right? Like the big stadium. Oikiodome means house for God. It's like the dome for God, right? So when you go and it, where you see the word build or sometimes you see the word house, I noticed this last week that the word edify and the word build and the word house are the same. And they come from this derivative called oikos. And the oikos means the family of God. Right? And so here's the point. It says, let all things be done for edification. That means all things that we do should be done for building up. Right? For building up, for edifying, for constructing, for creating a space where you can be strong and actually walk. And when you do, you're going to be so built up that it doesn't matter what comes against you. You're like a tank and the devil shooting a BB gun. Oh, little punk, you can't touch me. You serious? I'm built up. But I want to tell you, you can't be built up without a foundation. Wouldn't it be ridiculous if, like, we were going to start construction on a building, we're like, you know what, let's go ahead and start roofing. Let's start roofing this place real quick. What place? You don't have a footing. A footing is called a foundation. When you don't have a foundation, you can't build jack squat. That lasts. Matthew chapter 7 says this. It says, uh, oh, let me actually get there real fast. I'd rather just tell you this way. By the way, the Gospels go Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Matthew's the first book of the New Testament. Gospel means good news. When you're talking about Jesus, that's good news. That's what it is. So in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, it's talking about two types of foundations. It says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts upon them may be compared to a wise man who built, say edify, who built his house upon the rock. What do you think? Is a rock solid foundation? It is solid, right? Jesus in scriptures compared to the rock. He's the solid foundation, right? Jesus is solid. Everything else is sand. Checking me out, right? Jesus is solid. Everything else is sand. There's only two types of foundations. You either build on the rock or you do not. When you do, 
It says in verse 25, when you've built on the rock, it says the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and burst against the house and yet it didn't fall because it was founded on the rock. Rockin', say rockin'. I'm rockin'. Right? If you're not rocking, you're rolling because your house is getting tumbled. That's the truth. That's what the scripture says. So then it says, everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act upon them will be like a foolish man who built, say edify, who built his house upon the sand. It says, and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and they burst against the house and it fell and the fall was great. You know, the whole difference between whether or not you fall or don't fall, it's all about the foundation. That's the whole difference. Every aspect, the only difference was the foundation. So that means your foundation has to be on the rock. It has to be. If not, you're going to build some really cool structure, and then the problem's going to show up. The sickness is going to show up. COVID's going to show up. Whatever, a, a president we don't like is going to show up. A president we do like is going to show up. And you're going to be like, oh, this president, he's so great. That's sand. Following me? It isn't about any of that. Only thing that matters is the house on the rock, period. So foundation is laid. Jesus did what he had to do. He died to do one thing. To, to give us the Holy Spirit. We're singing, holy. And some of us are like, that's just a great melody, but I don't even know what I'm singing. No, we're singing, holy. There is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes. Show me who you are. Fill me with your heart. Lead me in your love to those around me. Do you get where it is? It's about a foundation. So if you were to look at a foundation, you'd be like, all right, foundation. It's the rock. Solid. Jesus paid it all. Every aspect done. Your sin covered. If you're not in Christ, your sin's not covered. If you are in Christ, hey, you get a ticket right? Uh, A one-way ticket, straight up. Not in Christ, one-way ticket. ACDC called it something different. This is just true. This is just the scripture. Man, the foundation is strong. The foundation is sure. Let me bring it back. Well, how do I build on that rock like you're talking about, Neil? Well, let me tell you, anyone who hears these words of mine, God, remember back to the two questions, God, what are you saying? Anyone who hears these words, like, when I, when I sit with the Bible, it's like this, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm reading the Bible, but I'm really doing this, I'm like, God, what are you saying? Every once in a while, I'll be like, whoa, okay. I'm going to go tell Amy. Amy, 
She's going to be like, oh, here we go again. God, what are you saying? It says if you hear these words of mine, you could hear what God's saying. Wouldn't that be amazing if your ear was tuned to hear what God's saying? But it says if you don't act upon it, you built on sand. You have to hear and act. It is not good enough just to hear. If you are only hearing, you're going to pretend like you're on the rock. I just heard from God. No, you're in quicksand because that's very deceptive. That's called religion. I sat in a church service and I heard this word and it was incredible. And then I went and did absolutely nothing. And so, yeah, I'm on this foundation. It's really solid. I show up every Sunday. It's really good. It's not about Sunday. It's about every day. It's about every moment. You're looking at a failure of a follower right here. Some of you are like, well, you're the best follower I know. No. I'm telling you right now, I fail to follow the Lord every single day. But his grace, his love, that's where I'm going, it's sufficient. It covers, covers everything. It covers all my failure, all my mistakes, all those things. He covers me. Where I was going to go today, which you can now, is uh, 1 Corinthians 13. What I typically do, just so you all know, I only have a couple of these planners left, to be perfectly honest, so I'm not pushing them. Someday there will be a new one coming. But in the planner, there is a, a reading plan. And, and I faithfully have followed that for almost 20 years. I think it's been like 15, 16, actually. But a lot of the time, what we're speaking about here is what we were reading about this week because it's the most fresh thing. Don't you like fresh bread? It's not that fun to eat stale bread. You got to like, yeah, it's just not as good. And so fresh bread is what we're looking for. And so this was fresh to me yesterday, and it, it's, it was all about love. This is called the love chapter, 1 Corinthians 13. So it says, if I speak with the tongues of men and of angels, but I do not have love, I have become a noisy gong. Gong. It's literally like, I, you know those big bells? I think of like seven years in Tibet or something like that where they got the big thing and they're like, dun. That was cool. Do it again. What's the next scripture? <laughs> or a clanging cymbal. I don't have love and I am annoying. If I have the gift of prophecy, that sounds pretty holy, right? The, the passage, the chapter before, it says, but Lord, Lord, we like prophesied in your name and we said all these good things in your name. How come you're not letting me into heaven? Because that's what happens. You can go out and you can prophesy, you can give water, you can serve all you want to. He says, depart from me because I didn't know you. See, it's all about knowing 
Jesus, the foundation, being filled with his Holy Spirit, which is next layer of the foundation, and the following layer is called love. This is where we get tripped up, and I could spend hours on this subject, but I can't. So if I have the gift of prophecy, I know all mysteries and all knowledge. Let's just keep rolling. If I have all the faith so that I can remove mountains, hey, mountain of addiction, get out. Oh, yeah, hey, yep, that mountain right there, yep, you're standing in the way of that kid because his parents are complete dirtbags. Yes, I said that. Jesus loves them. But his parents, as Joey's rap say, are pumping him with drugs at the age of 12. It's our town. It's our world. Are they loved? Yeah, absolutely. I could go way down the road with Jesus' words right now. It'd be better to have your hands cut off and your tongue cut out than to make one of the little ones stumble. Paraphrase Neil Preston version. If I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but I do not have love, say it with me, I am nothing. You guys didn't say it. I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, oh, here you go, here you go. Here. And if I surrender my body to be burned, but I do not have love, it profits me, say it with me, nothing. Love is patient, it's kind, it's not jealous, it does not brag. Keep going. And it's not arrogant. It does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own. It's not provoked. It does not take into account a wrong suffered. Wait a second. You kicked me in my shin during the soccer game? I'm going to kick you in yours. You were mean to me, and now I'm going to be mean to you. That's not, that's not it. That's not love. Don't get me wrong. I've done it. If you ever played basketball with me back in the day, that could have happened. It doesn't rejoice in unrighteousness, but it rejoices with the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they're going to be done away with. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there's knowledge, it's going to be done away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part. But when the perfect comes, the partial will be done away. When I was a child, I used to speak like a child. I used to think like a child. I used to reason like a child. But when I became a man, I did away with childish things. Keep going. For now we see in a mirror dimly, but then face to face. Now I know in part, then I will be fully known. Just as I also have been fully known. But now faith, hope, Love, abide, these three, but the, read it with me, greatest of these is love. One more time, greatest of these is love. There's a foundation. It's Jesus. It's being filled with his Holy Spirit every single day. Last week's filling doesn't work today. Fill your, fill your car up with gas, drive it around a bunch. And don't fill it up again. And what happens? Your car dies. Every day, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Welcome the Holy Spirit. 
Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Drink of the Holy Spirit every single day. And what it will produce in you is love like that. There is no way to love like that without the Holy Spirit. That is too tall of an order. You'll never love well without the Holy Spirit. Jesus, thank you. Holy Spirit, fill me. Love abides in me. That's the order. Upon that foundation, man, you can't lose. What do you think? Good words? <laughs>